Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good evening. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Agnes. How are you? <laughs> oh, I tell you, I, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Uh, you are on blessed. What I, what I today. Yes, you are blessed. I look like you're raring to go. No, so I'm right. To be I'm right, right back here on Monday evening on this rainy, coldy, cold Monday evening here in the great city of Tyler, Texas. What about you, mm-hmm. Dr. Pagney? How's your weather out there? Oh, it is all it's raining, cold, and everything. That's <laughs> that's part of my excitement about what happened probably about an hour ago. You know, normally like this, like the weather today and everything, people stay at home. Well, you right. we plan it. When you plan an event, you just to a certain extent historically, just traditionally, you said people not going to show up. It was a COVID event. Even we scheduled the health department deal in Chandler. And I was just, you know, we had some like 15 people FaceTime. But this weather today, I just, you know, no problem showing And there were. You said showed up or everybody there. showed up? Oh, everybody people. showed up. And that was a ninth. What was story? There was a black male with 93 years old. He came and got his booster. God, we I took pictures think. of that. That is in, in all city where you see where weather, you weather. weather. And he what showed up. He so showed up. So I, you know, I trust in trust to see I used to see trust in 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 that 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 this is another definition of trust. The nurses just they were just excited. They say it's amazing. They didn't think anybody was gonna be there, you know. But uh, for these people who are in England weather, we just touched them on when you when someone trusts you, which which is black churches, they will come out because the pastor and the church they come. It was proof that they even come from that weather if you have a leap for them to come. Very good. Outstanding. Well, I am so delighted that everything turned out beautifully. And what city was it that you were in? The Chandler, Texas. You the know, Chandler. Just, Very just, good. Just Chandler. Oh, Henderson County. We like to talk about county. It's often rural. You talk more about the county, the county uh, right. who lives in the county versus in the cities. So when you go in these rural northeast Texas communities, particularly in the community of color and the black church, that's the heart. That's the heart of the community, and, you know, and and that's and that's where the need uh, that the, you know they historically there have been like okay, one of them can be doing all sorts of weather like this. That was a response from one of the individual coming to get the vaccine. 
they were just they were equally excited that we were there in their neighborhood <clears throat> as we were <laughs> them coming out. So we we had a we had a as outstanding, outstanding. Well, I am so pleased that people are coming out simply because we know that we are in the flu season now, uh, Dr. Hagney, and I believe we got triple threat that's going on with the children. We have RSV, and then with mm-hmm. everybody, uh, anybody can get the flu, and mm-hmm. then COVID mm-hmm. still exists. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you want to give mm-hmm. a few encouraging Well, you know, I would say, uh, you know, I would say first of all, I keep saying this: this virus is consistent. Oh, we're going on three years. Uh, what we said three, almost three years ago, it's still being consistent because that concern is the new variants that, that appear and that appear to look like they may be getting around and vaccine and treatment. That's that's that consistent information. But also, our healthcare people are. Uh, you know, the staffs have been cut. Uh, early on, two or three years ago, they had 4,000 people just all over the board, healthcare workers. And those staffs have been cut down to, I think, something like 800 statewide. Those nurses just, we have to pray for our healthcare workers, like I told them today, because yeah. they told me they're doing stuff on top of us. Right. And, and Dr. Hagner, to share with you that um, we we were actually going to provide a Taste of North Delight restaurant was going to provide uh, hamburger lunches for 500 uh, nurses uh, there at our main campus, University of Texas uh, Health Science Center Hospital, I should say. They're on Beckham, but because of the cold weather and the rain that we had today, and we were going to be outside uh, on the uh, parking lot. Uh, we have mm-hmm. to cancel that. So mm-hmm. we have rescheduled it for the 29th. Uh, as you know, we have a neonatology uh, division here at the hospital to mm-hmm. find neonatologists running that, uh, that, that program. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and because we now have 15 beds, neonatology yep. beds, we don't have to fly our babies out to mm-hmm. Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. So we're, right. we're very wow, that's awesome. You know, I was yeah. excited to see that because we were talking about the maternal mortality, which they are asking us to get involved with our task force group because what you just said is so significant. I asked I the nurses today about that. This program might be on because I was thinking in the health department, but they said, your group we're talking about. Well, let's bring, let's see if all of our team members are here. Uh, right now, and we'll bring them all in. Uh, I didn't hear Miss Rihanna. I don't know if Miss Rihanna is there right now. We didn't hear at the onset of opening the show, and so let's go and see if Mr. Arthur. Mr. Arthur, are you there? Pastor Cooper, are you there? Hello, hello. Can you hear me? We can hear oh, yeah. you. How are you? Greetings. How are you? Greetings. Absolutely wonderful. Good. Good. <laughs> We, we want we want to begin the show, uh, Pastor Cooper, to to congratulate you and give kudos to you for the great work that you are doing uh, in our community. And uh, so, if you just share uh, with us exactly what is getting ready to happen on December the fourth and what has already happened for you, and uh, and and we go from there. So just share share with us, and there may be some people out there listening who want to actually be a part 
of the event that you're going to be having and celebrating the great work that you are doing and have done in our community. Could you please share that with us, sir? Well, well, and thank you. Uh, the only reason why it came up is because our co-host, our, uh, uh, I call him the uh, quadruple threat, Arthur Fleming, uh, heard some rumblings out there that the, that the president of the United States was going to honor myself and several other people, uh, including uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee and some other yeah. folks out there. Um, and we're excited about the fact that um, we – recognize our work and when i say we african-american people and they think it's uh, necessary to recognize that work and as myself and brother arthur said this weekend that it's the work that this group has done this team has done that as we said we are the news and every now and then yep. the people that we know recognize it but they don't know the people that stand alongside of us go before us encourage us and that's even our listeners even people that like the 612 caller because they keep us on our toes. So every one of us are part of this presidential award on December 4th where uh, they're going to recognize uh, me as an individual but us collectively for our work because there are a lot of people that was in Austin, Texas, didn't know why they were there, but 5,000-plus were there. There were folks being arrested, including um, Congresswoman Chief Jackson Lee, Reverend Jesse Jackson, Dr. William Barber, because this group decided that we're going to make some – some, some noise and, and get out there and fight voter suppression and, and these horrible bills, 666 of them, which is the sign of the beast that passed in the 87th session here in the state of Texas. What we saw on November 8th is what we already knew. And we were yeah. fighting it. We saw this happening. We're not surprised. Uh, so that's the reason why my blood pressure is not high. Yours is not high. We all <laughs> more worried about, yeah, yeah, mental health awareness with, with our men. And being a psychologist myself, we know that men do not treat themselves. So, again, we pause. We thank those, Dr. Vernon Caddy for the Bible University, President of the United States, and uh, Vice President Kamala Harris for the recognition. But the work must yeah. go on. And so we must encourage <laughs> men to go out and get the mental health that they need. Uh, when you walk around with a broken leg and it's not in the cast and you're not on crutches, we would say something's mentally wrong with that. But the problem is is mm-hmm. that we cannot see that there's something mentally wrong uh, inside your brain, the cerebral, uh, because you have not shared with anyone. Share with your closest friend. Uh, call us, and we'll keep it secret. We take an oath, uh, Hippocratic oath. We can't share your information. As a psychologist, uh, spiritual psychologist, we don't share it. But we need that ear. We need someone, wise counsel. The Bible tells us, to sit under wise counsel. And, uh, men, I'm I'm screaming out to you right now, get that help. Go find someone that's not in your neighborhood. Go to another town. I know, folks, I'm suggesting, listen, if you know everybody out here, I'm well known. So if I'm going to get some help, I probably would go to the next largest town, and that's probably Houston. But I'm known there. So, But whatever you do, go get the help. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Very good. Thank you so much. I I, I want to follow up with something. Pastor, I need your help. Someone called because they know what we're doing with the task force. Right? Someone yeah. called me in Boston the other day and asked us to sit down when identifying the mental health needs in rural East Texas. So what I need, Pastor, what I need your help is develop a questionnaire to document or identify what are the rural, what are the rural mental health needs in Northeast Texas. That was a specific question 
they asked me, and I couldn't wait to call back because they're well, as you want. We need. To, they want to know what the rule. I know the couple of everybody takes us off the whole. Well, you're breaking up a little bit, but I'm gonna jump in here real oh. quick. I, I was just reading an article earlier, uh, and they asked me to get back to the APA, American Psychology Association, which I was a member of when I thought I was gonna go and do all my. Uh, clinicals and I think 5,000 mm-hmm. hours, whatever, to become a certified therapist in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time for that because I was running for this little office called Lieutenant Governor at the time. And mm-hmm. so I, I decided to stay in the spiritual uh, counseling realm. Uh, but with that being said, there's so many different, they send us journals and updates and things as you both know during the health men, uh, industry. Uh, it says here, it says, men in the middle years, highest number of suicides, ages 35 to 64, Suicide rate doubles national average. So what's happening in the nation is happening in rural areas. But the worst mm-hmm. thing about it is that it's, it's uh, fewer people to talk to and co- conversate about it. So I, I'm mm-hmm. asking you, to, uh, it, it used to be that you go talk to your pastor, but now everybody's so clickish and keeping up with the Joneses that we don't want the pastor to know. But if you don't want your pastor at your church to know, I've counseled so many folks at mega churches in my little town, and they mm-hmm. went back to their church after they gotten back together. So go find mm-hmm. someone that you think in the community that you don't know, ask for a referral. Men, come out of the closet. You do not deserve to be in that kind of agony and pain. So mm-hmm. there you mm-hmm. go. That's good. That's good. Outstanding. Thank you uh, so much for that. So um, just one more little tidbit on um, – and, and kudos, once again, kudos to – uh, Pastor Cooper, for the great work that he continues uh, to mm-hmm. do out there in the great state of Texas, uh, from one end of it to the next end, and then all across the nation, all the way into uh, Washington, D.C., carrying the issues mm-hmm. that we're experiencing uh, here in Texas and and around uh, in other mm-hmm. parts of the country, that he carried them, they carried them on up to Washington, D.C., and the president okay. saw what uh, the work that they were doing, and that is exactly why they are being honored, uh, because they were brave and they were bold and they were not mm-hmm. afraid of going to jail uh, for a great cause uh, of, uh, of making sure that equality exists for all mankind mm-hmm. in our country. Yes, so we thank uh, Pastor Cooper for keep you, up the great thank work, you. keep representing us. Uh, in the manner in which we should be represented and not the manner in which we are seeing some uh, representations being carried out uh, across this country, which uh, which leads me to uh, the final segue, uh, Pastor, uh, excuse me, uh, Dr. Hagney, and that is that we know that the RSV uh, in our children are rising up uh, every day. We're even losing some of our little people uh, to RSV, and so mm-hmm. it's being encouraged, being encouraged for people to get those flu shots, uh, for people right. to get their COVID, uh, because mm-hmm. with with RSV and flu and and then COVID still existing uh, in the country, mm-hmm. let mm-hmm. let me just say that it, it's a tragedy. So. With that being said, we're going to segue over into the election, and uh, we know that we still watch and we want to say kudos uh, and accolades to the Democratic uh, Party uh, mm-hmm. here in uh, our country, who it continues to take over the Senate. And then we've been watching and looking for Arizona all day long, and so they just 
uh, projected that uh, uh, Ms. Hobbs uh, is going to become the governor of Arizona over Cary Lake, and we are all familiar with Cary Lake and and the things that she has done. Uh, But the voters, the voters have stepped up and stepped out and they have spoken, and we have to accept. Uh, what the uh, voters, the will of the voters, and that's mm-hmm. what that's one of the things that Pastor Cooper was out there fighting for. When we vote, when we vote, we have to accept those votes that come about. And so, uh, I thank you. I thank you so much for that. Let's talk a little bit about it, okay, Mr. Arthur? I believe is there, Mr. Arthur? Are you there? Am I in yet? Am I in? I'm yes. In. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Fine. How are you doing? Hello. Not doing all right. We're, we're doing all right. We, we just well, what do y'all think about that? What do you think about that black wave? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh <my goodness>. <laughs> <laughs> he said he, he said it was right a, there, a black wave, a black wave, and not a red wave, right? So he said it's a black wave. We want to salute. We want to salute Hobbs. That's just been projected. Uh, as the winner of for the governorship, that 97% of the votes are in. They just had a massive amount that came in from uh, one of the counties, Maripopa County, that just sent in oh, uh, 70,000 or how many ever it was. And so even though Carrie Lake got the uh, larger portion of that, uh, she still was not able to reach the number that we needed. So the expected winner now is... Uh, is the Democratic uh, uh, the t- Democratic uh, candidate for uh, the governor of Arizona? Comment, anybody? Very good. <laughs> well, uh, well, Eddie, here, you remember I told y'all that it, I told y'all it may not it may not look like, but I told y'all we we winning, we winning, y'all. And and, 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 and there's still more. No, I, I used to be winning. This, uh, look here, this we had to do what we had to do what just happened. Now we got. We got two. We got to solidify uh, uh, the, the next two, three elections. We're gonna have to keep the intensity level uh, through all of them. That now, now again, even if they, even if the Republicans control the House, uh, their their advantage is gonna be so small that that if they, that, first of all, Kevin, Kevin McCarthy probably won't be the you know, he probably won't be the speaker. But mm-hmm. but they start that crazy stuff, do all that kind of hey, all they can be doing is writing uh, campaign commercials. Because all they're gonna say is, hey, okay, y'all want some more of that? Okay, sell that right there. Okay, both for them. That's what you're gonna get. So I think they're gonna be forcing to at after a while. Uh, they're gonna have to do something with Miss Marjorie Taylor Greene. She gonna eat her and those other uh, uh, Freedom Caucus uh, 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 knucklebuckers. Uh, you know, they do, they they gotta do something with them. Cause they're the ones going to be, be still trying to act the fool. So it's going to be interesting. Well, now here in Texas, here in Texas, I, I saw an analysis on Texas. Uh, one of the big-time Republican guys, uh, uh, I, I, of course, he's anti-Trump. But anyway, he, he, he was saying that here in Texas, which is what we've been saying, that that that, that we're still coming, but you know, we're still purple, but uh, we're, we, we keep running the same people. And I would submit to you, this is the first time we ever we just start trying to win here lately, right? And we just start trying to win. So we need to have. Uh, he said it was about nine million registered voters that did not vote here in Texas. Nine million. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. so yeah, and that's just that's just simply saying 
we need to organize ourselves. So that's well, where I'm at. Let me jump in and say this, Mr. Arthur. There were 72,000 that did not vote in Smith County. We have 170,000 registered voters in Smith County and 72,000 voted. So not even half. So you can mm-hmm. see that there's plenty of work that needs to be done in Texas. And once, once they recognize that Texas is a battleground state, I've been preaching this sermon mm-hmm. for ever yep. since 2007 to Washington, D.C. And when they recognize at the DCCC and said it to uh, Mr. Chairman Jamie Harrison and Sheila, all of those people, when they recognize that we need money in Texas and not being yep. an ATM where they take money out of Texas and take yeah. it someplace else, when they recognize that we're a battleground state, then perhaps Texas will be able to do better than what we're doing. Go ahead. We got to get down and quit recognize us as an ATM first. Remember that. I just, remember said, I just said that. That's what I just mm-hmm. said. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so, so, and so we're going to have to do that. We, we can't wait on uh, – the Democratic Party do it. We got to do our own organizing, bottom line. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. And then Karen Bass, let's mention that uh, congratulations to Ms. Karen Bass, one of our oh, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. from she won the mayorship in Los Angeles. And so, no, um, yes, so congratulations to her. And let me just tell you, the fight's not over. There's Maine, Colorado, Arizona, uh, California, Still out there undecided. There's some more house uh, undecided races, and so we'll mm-hmm. we'll be determining that control a little bit later on. But it's not it's not over until it's over, and every every vote needs to be counted. Go ahead. What do these sexes look like? Could you just tell us what these sexes look like? I, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I, no, we don't need to even talk about it. That's oh, why I said no. I just gave you. I just gave you. I know we number. improved. I know we improved. We, 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 we improved. We, 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 no, we no, we did not. No, we did not. No, we did not improve uh, from the last election. That's why I said we have 172 registered voters in Smith County. I'm just talking about Smith County, and 72,000 came out to vote. So we did less in this election than we did, even though the Gen Zs. And so my goal is to work on those college campuses starting next week, not in, not just before election, but next week to start encouraging and working with those Gen Zs. And I recommended that we form a Gen Z uh, organization where, and of course, they have to have the wisdom, uh, and that is mm-hmm. the senior leaders to work right. with them, uh, and, mm-hmm. but we need mm-hmm. to form a group and work with these college students and these younger folks. Yep. I tell you what, one of the most beautiful things that I saw is that um, a grandfather, Mr. Uh, Ricky Ridgway, as a matter of fact is his name, came, got in the back seat with his granddaughter, his 18-year-old granddaughter, rode with her to the polls, brought her there, let her drive her own car, and he rode in the back seat. He got out of the car, went inside in, went inside the uh, ballot box with her, well, not in the ballot box, but inside the building with her standing close by uh, as she went to cast her vote. He, he went every step of the way with her. And that's what we need to see happening, more grandparents and parents making sure that their young folks, the young 18 years and up, get to the polls 
to vote because they mm-hmm. are the fabric of this country. They can change it if they all mm-hmm. get out to the polls to vote. That's mm-hmm. why we can't wait until the ninth hour to start Hold working on. with people. We got to get going right after the next election. Exactly. Because so for Cherokee County, I saw the number is only 48% of the individuals in uh, Cherokee County voted. So it was down from previous wow. years, consistent with, sure. Cher- with Smith County. Sure. Yeah. It's a tragedy. So how did it look in your territory, uh, Pastor Cooper, and then we'll find out how it looked in, in the Mr. Arthur's territory? Well, in every uh, state and local seat uh, here, we're, we're not surprised, and, and Brother Arthur mentioned this all the time. I hate to admit that he's right, he's right, but I've been echoing it, what he's saying. It's not the promised land of African-American men are not there, and what's happening is that the Republican Party has been stating and courting them for a while now. Uh, they want some of those folks, and uh, some that still have the integrity in, in, in intact won't vote Republican, but they sit down. And, and, and I don't care about Republican, Democrat. I said this before. I had a, a worker uh, that worked for me that went on to work for Beto's camp. And that's why I'm not emotional. I'm not high. I'm not screaming. I'm not yelling. I thought I'd be so upset right now. But we saw it. Uh, we saw that handwriting on the wall. And we were screaming and yelling out there in the streets to the highest uh, capital of Washington, D.C. Um <clears throat> We lost every seat except for one, which is Joe Desertel, the state representative seat, and that seat was designed and drawn for a minority. But other minorities ran against that seat as a Republican and, and is controlled by the Anglo Republicans in this area and came within 4,000 votes of winning a seat that was drawn strategically for minorities over 25 years ago. So... Um, we're in trouble, but there are some folks out there that runs the Democratic Party, and I hope they're listening. I just talked to some of them tonight. Some of your district uh, three were on our call. That's Coalition Black Democrats. Uh, this is not anti-anything. It's just that when minority communities, especially those of color, African-American, do better, we all do better. And one thing my right. friend Robert Williams in Brazoria County said and you're right. Thanks, sis. Uh, he said, when we deal with the issues, then we're dealing with minority issues. But it's an issue for everyone, but some people are afraid of those issues, health care, welfare, education, economic empowerment, uh, equitable situations, injustice everywhere. And, and this is happening to Anglo people, but they continue to vote. You, we saw it in Uvalde. They're screaming yes. yelling for gun law changes, but yet they voted for uh, Greg yes. Abbott. Yes, yes. And for eight years, he's done nothing for no one. I've heard, a, I walked in on a conversation, you know how folks get when they have the conversation, but I, I have a little Cherokee in uh, in my blood, and so I just walk on my tippy toes sometimes, and they don't know I'm in the room. And they said, you know, if I had an alternative, I would even consider voting Democrat because they were asking for a candidate that was going to speak the issues of the people, and they didn't hear that from our candidate. They didn't hear bass. They didn't hear a uh, consistent sound in the alarm. They couldn't hear it. They couldn't. They couldn't get past the rhetoric on both sides. So they voted for the what they said the lesser evils. I heard them say this. So they voted for Abbott that did nothing for their community, only because right. they felt like they didn't have someone that was dealing with the issues. So mm-hmm. we can, we can lie and say this is black and white. No, I heard people that supported Trump say 
if we had another candidate, and I don't care if they were Democrat, that would support the issues, and if that ticket is the top of the ticket goes all the way down to the bottom, then we drive the people out to vote because they get excited about it. But they didn't hear one candidate talk about their issues. Beto's, Beto's strategy, Beto's strategy of uh, trying to, to get those, or trying to get the oh, I call his name, uh, Beto's strategy of trying to get those white uh, 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 Republican light folks and the white Hispanic folks as his coalition. I mean, the guy said it uh, when he did his analysis that, you know, the, you know, basically, you know, the, 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 you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't go after the black vote, which already I've been saying. You, you know, I mean, you know that, and so, and for him not to do that, and then wait till the last minute at the end of his campaign, to come, you know, that twelve o'clock uh, call, Shirley, uh, he came right. calling mm-hmm. at twelve, at twelve, twelve midnight. So yes, I'm saying, and I'm saying that they do us like that, and, and we, so we have to again develop our power independently of the Democratic and Republican Party so we can aim it at both of them. So that's, where I, so that's what I'm working on. So, that's what they're doing. Yeah. That, that's what they're doing because they're asking Democrat uh, candidates that are great candidates to run as Republicans, and they promise promising them, them seats and money. They've been doing it, and, and yeah. people think they're surprised for doing it. People accused me of doing it when, when I, I was running uh, uh, for governor. I said, no. I, I say, y'all missed it. No one's entertaining me right now, but 20 years ago, I had local folks say, we see you, and we like to run you as a Republican for railroad commissioner, but then they had this guy by the name Michael P. Williams. They ran him. And the plan mm-hmm. for Michael P. Williams, because they didn't get me, was to run him as a first African-American <coughs> uh, governor of Texas as a Republican. They guaranteed him mm-hmm. votes. And the reason why I even yeah. thought about running for lieutenant governor is because they planted that seed in my mind 20 years ago. We have to call it what it is, and it's about the voice of moral authority and it's about issues. And if you're not talking about issues on either side, they're not going to vote for you. Exactly. And you're right. And, and let me just share this with you, Pastor Cooper. The same identical thing happened to me. They were saying your your values and et cetera, et cetera, uh, of mm-hmm. that of Republican Party. And I said, no, my values of that of God. And so, and that is to embrace and look out for all people. Once you hold mm-hmm. a seat, you represent mm-hmm. all people. Let me share this with you, that that there are family members who are, are starting with their young children at a very, very early, early age. Uh, we had lunch with a, a group of third graders and one informed me, well, they asked us questions, and then after they asked questions, then one of the young ladies asked, and now these are eight, nine-year-olds, keep that in mind, asked what party, well, what party are you? And so then I explained to them that in local government, uh, in the city government, there is no uh, partisan affiliation. We're bipartisan. And we just worked for all the citizens. And so she informed us that she was of the Republican Party and the reason that she was. And so I asked her, well, how did you, since you can't vote, uh, how did you decide which party that you wanted to be part of? And she informed me that her fourth father, uh, her fourth father was a Republican. Keep in mind, her fourth father was Republican. Mm -hmm. And that's why she decided. To be a Republican, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I said mm-hmm. because she couldn't tell me obviously any reasons because we're talking about a young kid. 
she didn't know any reason. Right, she right. just heard mm-hmm. she just heard mm-hmm. family members and and her fourth father, and that's how she uh, caught, uh, staged the person that her mother is married to now as her fourth dad. So they're mm-hmm. starting and right. working on these children very, very early, early. in mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Go ahead, Dr. Cagney. I knew you were trying to say something. You know, someone, some, I think, political said today, uh, so with Dr. Cooper, and says health care back up in all this. To not address these we're getting you in and out. Uh, Can you hear me now? Uh, go through prostate. Yeah, we go my, through yeah. maternal health. We go through all mental health. We, yeah. There was no discussion about all this. You right. know, not the people on the ground I would understand. You know, and so that, when we restructure this whole discussion, you know, another thing, for those positions in lower levels, I saw some people want some seats, maybe some of you county deals uh, to a less than, less than 100 votes that are JPs and they're lower. So we have to look at these other positions, particularly in rural areas. You know, the JPs, we, we need to have somebody in all these slots. School boards and all those, because there are people got in a lot of these positions, probably less than 100 votes or 200 votes. Exactly. Well, let's go back to uh, you're right. And so that just tells you every vote counts. Every vote exactly. counts. Absolutely. Exactly. Every vote counts. But they're looking, again, they're looking for their voice out there, and they're looking for us to be the leaders. And, and sometimes we have to have, and we've had the tough conversation on this, on this call because. Uh, when you know, I, I, again, I'm unapologetically Democrat, but then there's some uh, ways in which people hear me talking and go, "Wait, you sound like a Republican," because I sound like I'm human. Uh, there on this show, go. we had our yep. sister, mm-hmm. Dr. Shirley McKellar, says that the Bible says that the weaker vessel is the woman. That's what the Bible says, and she didn't shy away from it. Now, this is a woman that's a veteran. We just had, by the way, y'all have a veteran state. We just had that. I guess November 11th. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you all. Uh, yes. I, I'm yes. an odd person out here. So, so, but <laughs> at the same time, we we just kind of ran over that, and and the listeners didn't hear that this veteran, this woman, that that can probably load up the gun, racket fashion, and brother Austin, but at the same time, mm-hmm. recognize. You say, wait a minute, the Bible says we're weaker, the weaker vessel. So mm-hmm. here we are. Uh, we brought that up because we were talking about women and men in sports competing. You remember that? Y'all remember that segment we talked about that? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and we had issues with the, 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 the male body frame is designed differently no matter how strong a woman is. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it doesn't matter how weak a man is. That frame yeah. is built differently. It's just built differently. Yep. And so That's right. We, 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 and we dealt with that head on, but some people in our Democratic Party would say, well, you should give them all a fair shot. We bring them over, and my son is six years old, and he does. We get it, but at the same time, we are the voice of moral authority. And although we pray for your son, and we're going to get him the assistance and help that he needs, that she needs, uh, we're going to do all of that. But at the same time, we're also going to stand for 
for some moral authority and give us a foundation and a platform that we can springboard from and, 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 and make our folks proud. But people are shying away from a party because of leadership at the top. Normally in a, in a campaign this big where I think $300 million is how much it was, there wasn't one good quote came out of anything. Go back and Google the quotes. There was no quotes where anybody was saying anything to empower the, the, the nature of the human being uh, because we're dealing with inflation, we're dealing with high gas prices. Right. Still, we're still dealing. Right. I mean, if you don't make more than four thousand dollars a month, you do not qualify for Tesla or, or Nissan Sentra or any of those things because you cannot afford the payment. You have mm-hmm. to purchase a used car with eighty thousand miles on it and buy an extended warranty, and I know it's going to be two hundred dollars a month less. I'm talking about things that matter every day, and no one is talking about those things when you go right. out to these churches and go to these campaigns. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Well, I got you. <laughs> comments. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Arthur, are you there? You have some comments? Did we lose I know you were in by now. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, y'all muted, you know, because I want to hear what you're saying. Hey, hey Mike, look here. The problem with the, the the problem with the moral authority thing is that uh, the, the Republicans have been successful with their white nationalism it, it, to introducing uh, uh, their morality into a political conversation. And, and, and I'm telling you, whenever we look to we we, we got we're going to be looking to political leaders. For moral authority, uh, I think uh, I think we uh, that's one of the problems because they don't have any, and so and so they using what you're talking about. What you're talking about, they taking that and trying to make that the whole conversation, you know. And, and of course, it didn't work. Finally, you know, we had, we, we, we sent some pushback, but basically, they've been able to take all that. And so when you say when when you start, you know, say what you're going to say, uh, you know, you're going to get the you're going to get the Republican slap because. You know they co-opted all of that. So all I'm saying is, to anybody that's going to be running going forward, you know, you need to understand that that there's politics and they're getting stuff done for the people. And then there's and then there's and if you need more authority, some more guys, you need to go get it like from your, you know, from your uh, synagogue or from your church or wherever you're going to go get it at. But you do not get you do not need to come to the political center and try to get any kind of more anything because if anybody looking at anything that's going on. That's just the wrong place to look. So I'm just hoping that the politicians. But we're will, the news, though. Uh, we're the news, and so we're going to get it out there. We're going to help them out because when uh, Dr. Sherman Keller gives us our list, one, two, three, four, and five topics that we're going to talk about, and, and uh, African American women are hemorrhaging to death after childbirth, uh, we're going to talk about it, and, yeah. and we're going to. Okay, we're going to now, now that's the, a moral. Okay, that's a moral conversation to have. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we need to be talking about. Where's the moral story around that? <laughs> not about not about athletes. Where's the more authority in letting uh, our women and, and kids die in birth at, at that high rate? Where's the more authority? And I'm oh. saying we need to go to those issues and talk about mm-hmm. the more authority or lack thereof in those issues and stay away from uh, folks' right. personal stuff. Because once you get into that, then you're going to lose yeah. everybody. That's all I'm saying. I don't care how right you are about it. You're still going to lose them. That's all I'm saying. So uh, yeah. there are plenty of more authority conversations to be had just okay. strictly on Basic stuff, and and I think that's right. that, that's what that's we need. To that's right. But we had candidates though that used those personal things 
as a platform for their campaigns is what I'm saying. And, and so we lost, when they use those personal issues for their campaign, this is like uh, pro-life. Uh, we try to do paint that with a, a broad brush. People try to put you in, 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 into a, a, a cubbyhole because you're mm-hmm. pro-life or you're pro-choice. To say as you when you pro-choice, you pro-death. That's not what they're saying. So that's what I'm saying. We the news have to have that conversation to help people find the words to 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 uh, uh, project and speak on those topics because they don't have the words to to to, uh, project that. I want to. They're in Dallas. Your city council groups and everything. They've they've agreed to use all their funds to expand. I think home visit for for newborns. Are you aware of that? I was going to call you and ask about your city council with the groups there in Dallas. But they got mm-hmm. together and they're going to use COVID funds to fund the extension. Oh, I think a home visit for the newborns in Dallas County. That is that, and that's those are kind of examples that we can move out into these areas. Because if these, all these people sitting around with these COVID funds that they have not used, that means right. to extend, extend that visit, his home visitation. What is another one? Actually, apparently they're training nurses. Dr. McKellar, I want to ask you about that. Nurses okay. to, do, to do home visits for the newborns in Dallas County. Now, I was just right. thinking about our, our nurses who could do that, and that's back to your neonatal group. Train the home nurses that can go visit, and they got this money from the unused COVID funds there in Dallas. You may want to check on that, Brother Arthur, because there first are people all, sitting around. They, and, and, Dr. Hagney, first of all, if, in fact, they don't figure out a way to use those funds, then those funds have to go back to the feds after a period of time. And let me just share this with you. That is not a new concept. I I have taken care of in my career many, many, many babies, newborns who were on uh, on uh, on life support uh, that mm-hmm. we took care of them. On, they were on machines all during their times. If they if their families had the insurance uh, to cover, and even if they were on Medicaid, then Medicaid mm-hmm. would cover. I've I had one mm-hmm. patient that out there in McKinney, Texas, back in the late 80s, that I took care of him for 10 years in his home. He had nurses around the clock, and he was on the vent until we lost that young child. So many babies, because you can't, you can only keep them in a hospital for a period mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. They can't stay mm-hmm. there forever. So mm-hmm. if they don't get well, RSV was one of our serious, serious issues with these babies back during that time uh, because they pick up all kinds of staff issues while in the hospital. So you send them home so they can live longer and have a more viable life. But, yes, that is a great thing that they're doing is figuring out uh, within the realm of what the COVID money is about Mm -hmm. that they're able Mm -hmm. to do something. And they can make that vote. They can make that decision and make that vote to utilize that money uh, so that it does not get sent back to the feds. So can we can we act across northeast Texas and other counties that could do the same, likewise, city council, with that fund that's sitting out there, unused you funds? We had someone to come to our council this past week that actually wanted 
wanted to get rid of wanted to get rid of uh, a per- the person who actually runs our health department because they use funds to make sure that people got vaccinated, make sure that people encourage people to wear masks and all of those. This is a this was a person who did not believe in masks and believes that mm-hmm. masks kill people. And so I I said to him, well, I tell you what. I've wore masks during my career, all of my career, depending upon what area of medicine I was working in, and I'm still alive and I'm still breathing well. So masks will actually save lives because I also explained to him that if we had not utilized masks, gowns, gloves, and all of those things Mm -hmm. when patients came in, when they came Mm -hmm. in, we didn't know that they had uh, some kind of virus or whatever mm-hmm. that was dangerous mm-hmm. to people. So we have to throw them right into isolation once their test came back and showed that they would have whatever it was that they had. So if we had not been universally precautious in wearing gloves, masks, and uh, gowns and all of those things, we would not be here to talk about it. So masks don't kill. They do save lives. But that's what he Nurses presented. Nurses and Dr. Steelworth. Yeah, every day, all day long, every day, all day, all day long. Absolutely, yes, absolutely, yes, sir, yes, sir. But, uh, but yes, and you you don't know what I I don't know. We don't have any money, any COVID money left at the city, and so I don't know what the state has. uh, But I know that the city does not have any left. The the county, check with your county, Doctor Hagney. The county may have some. And they can, because I know we had $2 million. Uh, and, you, and use that model from, well, I'm I'm meeting with uh, one, of the, one of the gentlemen over at Hecock on Wednesday at 1 o'clock. But I'm going to talk to him go. about some other network, but that's going to give me an opportunity because he know where all the COVID dollars, he know where all the COVID dollars are. He know, he know where all the COVID dollars are. He's Texas Council of Government. What, what, what yeah, right. So, but just back to the back to the infant death and and the, and the reduction, getting that care for them in those years, those years, which of course which is going to be important because we're looking at that maternal uh, infant infant. But I'll ask him on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, because right now, the health department has a specific uh, building that's set up for nothing but uh, it's a clinic for vaccines. And so uh, coupled with the fact of the main one that sits on Broadway, but there's a building behind, uh, behind the main uh, health department on Broadway, and that building is set up. All they do all day long is, do, uh, is give uh, vaccines, mm-hmm. and that includes mm-hmm. COVID and the flu and what, whatever else that is needed. Okay, because that's where I went to get mine done. I want to I circle back if, we, if we're – Finish with that topic. I want to circle back to something that uh, that Mr. Arthur said, and he talked about uh, Beto. And so, uh, so I have a couple questions. He said that Beto did not reach uh, out to the black vote, and that may that may be the reason that he did not um, did not win uh, once again his uh, his uh, governorship. Uh, and and uh, just just to mention a couple of things uh, about uh, about Beto and what all that that he as as a matter of fact has accomplished 
during his run, we know that he ran. He ran for what? He ran for um, he ran for president. He ran for governor. Just ran for Senate. governor, and he ran for the Senate. And then, of course, we already know that he was a he was in Congress. And so the the, the big question that people are are presenting and asking and saying out there, uh, and that is uh, now is his uh, is his career over because he's run for all of those uh, all of those seats. So so what's left? He was already in Congress, and then after that, we we just named out uh, all the things that uh, that he ran for, but. The one thing that I do want to make mention uh, is the fact that even though he did not win that seat, but uh, but he spent the last four years or so uh, working really hard, running around to 254 counties. Uh, he came to East Texas numerous times. Came came to East Texas and Tyler, Texas, many times. But but he he was able to. Deem, I think we we picked up uh, the Democrats. Uh, I, I say, the Democrats picked up uh, twelve new seats in the Texas House, and then we we picked up two seats in the in the Texas Senate. And then he was able to help the uh, young lady out there in Harris County. What's her name? Uh, the judge in Harris County, the Harris County judge. Uh, uh, Del, uh, Del, Del, Hidalgo, Hidalgo. Okay. Okay. right. Okay, helped her uh, to win over uh, the Republican guy, uh, Emmett, I think whatever his name was, and so uh, so he was able to uh, deem a lot of things during his time of running. Uh, But but easy like now like Wendy Davis, we you know we we see it. We're seeing her pop up again on on the news. She's doing. uh, let's see, MSNBC. She's been on there several times as a commentator. So we may see him doing things like that. I'm not sure uh, what uh, what his plans are uh, right now. But but I just do. I wanted to make mention of of the of the positive part of what he has done by traveling all across these 254 counties. And it's not too many people that can say, Pastor uh, Clinton can relate that they they travel across yeah. the great state of Texas, 254 counties. What are your thoughts? That was about 180. My complaint about Beto's campaign was that he waited till December to run, okay? His heart wasn't in it. It's obviously he was put up to it. He didn't want to run for governor. You could tell he didn't want to run. Now, yeah, he, he, he should have went to 254 counties because he had enough money to, and he should have. But he also should have reached out to the African-American community. If we're going to win here in Texas, we must be progressive. You can't be hiding us in the closet. I ain't going in the closet. And so we have to, uh, you know, they need to embrace our power just like we're going to embrace our power. And then let's just go run Texas. Texas is not, Texas is, is purple. Uh, you know, ready to turn blue, and we're it just, it just again. When you got nine million folks that didn't vote, all that right there—that's just—it comes yep. down to you ain't the reason you didn't have not, we had nine million people didn't vote was because the people you're running, they was they they, they all sound alike. You know, Beto was Beto. He might well uh, had Rodney King. Uh, you remember him? Can we all just get along? So I'm just saying. You know, uh, we need to do a little bit better than that. We need to be 
you know, and, and again, remember, look at look what they call progressive. We want health care. We want clean water in our schools. Uh, we, we want to live in safe neighborhoods. They call that progressive. Really? We want the climate clean. That's progressive. Really? Now, where I come from is common sense. So I'm saying that, you know, like we need folks to talk like that. You know, they're like they're scared to talk like that. And I'm just saying, you know, so and, okay. and until we get, as long as we got people like that, uh, going just getting those money positions, because Beta looked just like them other candidates, them other folks around for governor before him for the last 30 years. When it all came down to it, he looked just like them. I'm just saying, he looked just like them. And he, okay. and he lost just like them. And he lost just like them. All right, comments, anybody else? Pastor Cooper, uh, Dr. Hagney. Well, I agree because I, I I saw it back up in I think August. Uh, that's that's what was occurring, and I think you even asked that question back then. What was what was the plan? I, I, and I was in some areas I was not. You know, I was just one thing. I, I wasn't impressed, so, and so I'm not surprised what happened. But I, my 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 discussion that we should then another opportunity was missed to who the next person going to be. I think that was a that was a missed opportunity to grow and, and introduce somebody else that would be a viable candidate the next time around. And you guys know who I'm talking about about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do I need to call That's in Cooper. names? <laughs> now we got a Senate race coming up now. Hey, here, hey, we got a Senate race coming. We got a Senate race coming up now. Okay. Now, the, right. now where we are now, we're in a position to have the look at Beto lose lose three times in a row. No, we don't yeah. need to do that. We do that. No, so I hope you don't. don't run for Senate. Now, now I heard him endorsing that lady when, when he was on the campaign trail, right? We ain't even, I mean, we ain't even doing that. But he was already endorsing that lady that lost the last time. No, you know, lady. that's kind of stuff he, yeah, yeah, it's that kind of stuff he's doing. That's what I don't like about, you know, you know, you know, stop it. That's all I'm saying. You know, he, I mean, it's, so anyway, that's what he's doing. That's what he did. And uh, I'm just saying that uh, folks like the, the normal people that we see doing our Texas politics, we got to get a whole new crew. We got to do some organizing, you know, ourselves. And, and uh, yep. you know, some coalition building ourselves. And then let's see what we can do. Again, I ain't depending on the Democratic or the Republican Party for nothing, and we shouldn't. We have an opportunity to develop well, our own. I agree with what you just said. Well, let me just tell you that the um, the media has now dumped him and lumped him, I should say, into the same uh, ship with uh, Wendy Davis, who actually uh, did uh-huh. some of the same thing. She ran for governor, you know, and she ran for the House. And she ran for governor oh, several years ago, mm-hmm. and then she ran for the House a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, I believe it was, and then she... Um, well, she's I a blue think. dog Democrat, and, and she's a blue dog Democrat, too, You're just like Beto. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm saying that that ain't going to win. That ain't going to win. If you're going to run a, a, quote, moderate, you know what Martin Luther King said about the moderates, if you're going to run mm-hmm. a moderate, why are you trying to change, you know, going from where it is now to where we need to be? Uh, a moderate ain't going to do it. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, you know, what they call moderate, which is a Republican light, that ain't going to do it. People not, that, that don't look like change. People know what change looks like. They don't look like it. But I'm saying whoever runs, they need to know that there's 9 million people that they need to be trying to catch up with. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They need to be trying to talk to. That's all I'm saying. Not the ones that just well, voted. The men, me, and that didn't. 
and and millions of dollars, uh, as you know, were were spent. Beto raised a lot of money, and and then there was the the the. Tea. I mean, remember when Ron Kirk and and John Sharp, all those guys, uh, uh, got in there and, and and ran flashy campaigns, and and they ran for governors and senators and lieutenant governors, and, and all of that. And uh, so, Mr. Money Arthur. Change. They, they, well, you you brought a strong point. So where 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 do we go from where do we go from here? Is I guess my question, uh, and yeah, and who who is it that that we we should be pushing? Excuse me. We already hit there, and my we're already headed there, and you're part of uh, you know the, the reason why we're headed there. We're, we're headed there already. We just need to. Okay. We, we just haven't did the organizing part. We we just need to do yep. the organizing part. That's the only piece we don't have. Okay, the yep. people ready. That's a large piece. That's a large piece because, uh, like I said, twenty piece. years ago, I was vet, I was vetted uh, to run for railroad commissioner. That's why I even thought about running at that level of state because those folks came to me and said, "Hey, we know what's about to happen. There's going to be an African American uh, governor in the state of Texas, but you need another seat. We're going to send you the railroad first." Then we're going to send you to uh, the governor's mansion. These are what we need to talk about. 20 years ago, our kids have been born now at 22, 23. That's city council. That's uh, uh, the school board once they graduate. And then we uh, vet them to go on to railroad commissioner. And then like they do. I noticed this when I was 13, 14 years of age. We had general service. And I worked in the comptroller's office where we cleaned up. And I started reading all this stuff. These people were professional politicians. And they graduate yeah. with a degree. Yeah, that's what they yep. do. They graduate. They never had a job. They don't never had a job. Right. Uh, right. So well, no, well, I know that's what I'm saying. I know. I know. And, and he looked like he ain't never had a job. He talked like he ain't never well, had a he's job. Not, I'm saying on both sides. This is not. This is not about politics. This is about entitlement. These folks think that because they either have money, come from a name, a background, that they're right. entitled. Well, that's what I saw when I ran across the state of Texas. So this is not about the Democrat Party, uh, Republican Party. This is about have and have not. I'm not talking exactly. about pair play. I'm talking about reality, and so that's the reason why uh, I, I, I'm a Democrat because I don't want someone to uh, dictate to me how they're going to handle me <laughs> by the nature of my skin and don't know about the character in which dwells within me. So get to know me before you deem me good or bad. Don't don't lump me in the box. And so what you said, and what you said is and, exactly and what you said. He just like he he looked just like uh, they they looked the same. That's what we we were saying the same thing. Just what you right. said, Mike. He, he he looked just like he was just like Abby now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying about yeah. the people and folks just got, right. you know because because so of what it's you not just personal. said. I mean, I, I like the character and the person of Alicia uh, of Bale. But, again, it's the same old, same old. And so, watch this. I just got some statistics here. Y'all were asking me earlier, and I got off the phone with the Texas Coalition of Black Democrats. And in uh, Jefferson County, there are 148,000 registered voters, okay, uh, and only 47,000 ballots were cast. Uh, turnout was 32%. At the top mm-hmm. of the ticket, it gets people excited, and we didn't have anybody was getting people excited because they didn't hear anybody talking about the kitchen table issues. What was the first mm-hmm. thing we talked about when we said we're going to run this campaign? We're going to talk about things around the table. We're going to mm-hmm. go in and with our own table. Nobody talked about mm-hmm. that when you got to the $200 million worth of TV ads. You walked in your living room and you saw the gray hair of both gray-haired men telling us mm-hmm. about the, how, why you should vote for them, but nobody was telling me about the things that I was dealing with, telling me about my mortgage, mm-hmm. telling me about my, my – my. If, if you want an average SUV, a people hauler that's going to have more than five or six seats in it, 
You're paying forty five thousand dollars for that vehicle, and it's only getting thirteen miles per gallon. Yep. I'm I'm going to well, get my kids to school. I'm going to yeah. But here's the here's the other side of that coin. Let's talk about the other side. The person that was sitting there. Tell me what he has done. And so that is the issue that I right. have talked about yeah. as well, is that Absolutely. even though Beto did not win, and then perhaps he yes. did not talk about, well, well, look at Uvalde. We already talked about that. These right. Look what they experienced down there. But they turned around and went ahead and voted for the guy. They talked about what he had not Pro-life. done, what he should have done. There you go. There you go. Uh, that's that. The, the board of pro-life, the uh, get rid of abortions, whatever, whatever, uh, in regards to that. Uh, but I, once again, and I say this all of the time, that God has already legislated morality. I don't need mm-hmm. Greg Abbott or anybody mm-hmm. else trying to legislate morality to me. Exactly. I already know a moral authority. I already know what I'm supposed to be doing morally. I want to know mm-hmm. what you're going to do for me progressively, as Mr. Arthur right. said. What, how are you mm-hmm. going to make things better for Texas and America? That's what I want to hear. Not you're trying to tell me how to live a Christian life because I already know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I was, oh, yeah. My parents taught that to me from the onset of my life all the way up until as an adult when I can learn and read and study for myself biblically. So you're not my, you're not, you're not my Bible representation, so you don't need to talk to me in regards to that. Just tell me what, how you can make things better for our students and for this country. Go ahead. They get you hyped on LGBT and all that stuff, and then they be picking your pockets while you mad. And then you get mad, you ain't got nothing. You ain't got nothing. Exactly. And everybody's still there. Everybody's still there. And everybody's still there. And everybody's still there. And everybody's still there. And you mad. And I'm just saying, you know, we, you know, we need to do a better job of, you know, listening to these people and, and, and just telling them, hey, look, we don't want to hear that. Don't come yep. to me with that. Exactly. Let them know that we know that. I was on a couple of shows, and, and I was telling them about, you know, that you know, I appreciate uh, T.D. Jakes bringing uh, Abbott up in that church like that, right? And, oh, and wow. Somebody said, yeah. and so, and so somebody said, well, well, you know, he was. Oh, I think he was just trying to be even hand because he had uh, Beto up in there. I said, but I said, but Beto ain't a fascist. I say, and Beto, uh, you know, Beto having gone around somebody, he wanted to get rid of the Civil Rights Act. So why would you mm-hmm. have somebody like that <clears throat> up in your church making him normal to black yep. folks? I think that's yep. just wrong. But, uh, but again. But, you know, some of these churches got bought out back in the day, and they still, you know, still like that. You know, when George Bush well, gave them all that money. Listen, we can have, in Texas, we can have a comptroller that is not a certified public accountant that's handling millions and millions and millions mm-hmm. of dollars. Mm-hmm. We can have a attorney general who has been convicted of crime to continue mm-hmm. to work by the name of Ken Paxton. I mean, mm-hmm. so we do we really care? We just want the R beside our name. As, as Pastor Cooper mentioned, people would tell me when I was running for Congress, I would vote for you, Dr. McKellar, but you don't have an R beside your name. I was invited to so many Republican events, and I would say to them, look at me as an individual, Look at what I stand for and I represent and what I want to do for for Congressional District 1. 
Mm-hmm. And then that's why I'm asking you for your vote. But mm-hmm. because I would not go to the Republican side of the House because I'm a Democrat. And so I told him I'm not a hypocrite. You know mm-hmm. what I am, mm-hmm. but you also know what I will do if I had made it to Congress. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. What do you I think about it? Two politicians. I, I got to question two politicians first. And, and look here. Okay, now, we've seen what happened uh, in the election, uh, the pushback against, uh, you know, all this stupidity stuff and all that so on. So, okay, now, Abbott, Abbott is right up, all up in the middle of that stuff. So yeah. we know what's going on nationally. Uh, we need to have a strategy and a plan where we where we began to push up on Abenam about all that crazy stuff too that they doing. Well, we can't yep. just let you know these other places how you know how they pushing back and just cause he won he think he can continue, you know doing mm-hmm. it. So we need to have a strategy where we pushing back on that. We you know we just part of the program that I uh, you know my infrastructure plan uh, you know mm-hmm. working on so we can do that. We need yeah, to come up with a plan. Yeah, you know, and, and I frame these issues from from the new uh, dynamic, right? You know, Trump mm-hmm. ain't you know, mm-hmm. Trump ain't all that, and Abbott ain't either. So we need to not, start pushing not, hard on it, him about, about his policies. Yeah, we need, we just need to come up with a plan. Pastor Cooper, what what, what are you seeing in your future? <laughs> I, I had muted, guys. I'm going to cut I'm going to cut I'm going to cut you. I'm going to cut you. I'm going to cut you. You know, I said, I said, I said. Well, I'm right I here. Said, no, I was trying to let you guys know. And, uh, I'm here. Did you on mute? <laughs> yeah, I put it on mute so there would be no background. You know, I, I have dogs. So I have three dogs. So we a lot lots of noise. But, yeah, uh, I, I see continuing to uh, be unapologetically uh, for the people and, again, uh, as I got cussed out by uh, some of my own team members because they heard me talking about issues. They didn't hear me talking about the, the uh, platform of the Democratic Party. I said, well, I don't see a platform from the Democratic Party, so I can't bounce off of what they're talking about. So I, I, we started talking about those issues, that, that African-American women are number one to die after childbirth in, in the state of Texas and in the nation. We started talking about yeah. the issues about education, and I still talk about those issues of education. Here we go. Nothing but uh, mm-hmm. charter, choose, charter schools out there. Uh, Brother Arthur, you even heard people that look like us told us not to talk about charter schools, SB 1882 bills. We're still talking about those things and how our kids was left behind uh, two and three years now out of this pandemic mm-hmm. that we're coming through, and now they're entering mm-hmm. to college uh, under uh, mm-hmm. uh, taught and under re- mm-hmm. represented uh, for scholarships. So now we got to fight for scholarships mm-hmm. with lower GPAs because mm-hmm. our kids are uh, disadvantaged when it comes to uh, uh, homeschooling. They didn't have Wi-Fi. They didn't have laptops. They had these uh, books, uh, whatever it was called, Chromebooks or whatever. I didn't go buy my daughter a $1,000 MacBook. Now, every student didn't have a dad that does well. Okay, mm-hmm. right. so when her mm-hmm. MacBook didn't, uh, when her Chromebook, Mac, 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 the Apple book, the Apple thing. Apple. Oh, okay, I thought you said, I was say M-A-T-H, I said, what kind of book is that? Okay, okay, Mac. <laughs> yeah. M-A-C, Mac, Mac, and so Mac. because of that, she was able to at least stay on on, on track, but wasn't be able to, wasn't able to excel at the level that she needed because of this thing called a pandemic. We were not ready for it. It was exactly what I was saying. We were not prepared for it in the rural areas with Wi-Fi. These are the right. things that we were talking about. We did not right. hear on this campaign, and I don't care if it was the guy in the wheelchair or if it was the guy that was walking around. 
We did not exactly. hear that, and we did not excite our base. We did not get people out to vote because we didn't see anybody right. at the top of the ticket that was raising sand and cane and hell about these uh, egregious offenses, and we need to continue to talk about those things. And what does my exactly. future look like? Uh, I'm going to serve our people at whatever level, if it's state, city, or county, where I see I can fit in and make a difference, or maybe it's just out there being that dog where we just – uh, let people know that you would not bully us at the poll. I, I sent that to you guys in less than 36 hours. We worked with the state president, uh, Gary Bledsoe, NAACP, where we went to federal courts and said you would not make us repeat our names and our addresses out loud, even though the state said it is allowed because of the bills that was written by that governor that we, I did not vote for because that's voter uh, suppression and intimidation. And we used 1965 Voters' Rights Act to override the state Law. So we have to learn how to litigate. We have to learn. You know, it was amazing. Once we won in court, I didn't have to go. Uh, we didn't have to go out into the streets. The news yeah. entity started calling us because they saw the ruling in our favor. Because okay, they've been bullied at the polls. Yes, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so I see continuing doing that kind of work and working with you guys. I see that. So if that means that I'm in a seat like Mayor Pro Temp, Dr. Shirley McCalla, so be it. If it means that I run for Congress like she ran for Congress, so be it. it, it whatever it, it, it means, I'm not going away. It might, very it, good. It, like she said, you got to work with us I guys. It might touch about that award you got. She said my work. Yeah, I mean, the award that we got. But she, uh, she, she talked about it. That, that's the award we all got. December 4th, we're inviting you there uh, in Humble, Texas. And uh, we thank God for Dr. Vernon Caddy and the, Boma, uh, the Bible Institute University. Uh, the presidential award from the matter of fact, we need to hear from uh, Dr. Shirley McKellar because I understand she's going up to meet with the president because of some things oh, yes. she's doing overseas. Dr. McKellar? Oh, yes. 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 Right. On December the 13th through the 16th, we will be there with uh, President Biden as he uh, rolls out his uh, initiative, the Nigerian initiative. Uh, which, uh, as all of you know, I was appointed to uh, that board to work toward helping to get Nigeria as a sister or state city uh, to connect into the American um, dream so that some of the resources that we take into other states, uh, other countries uh, across on the other side of the world that we not overlook the continent of Africa. And there are a lot of great resources and things that are in Africa that I'm going to be working with them from the medical and the economic perspective to uh, to even get some of uh, the students there in Nigeria to become exchange students. Uh, as you know, uh, our universities across the across the United States. But I am my focus will be obviously our colleges here in the East Texas yes. area and the state of yes. Texas, particularly Excellent. HBCUs, the historical yes. black colleges, so that our students can become exchange students and go to the continent of. Um, of Africa, and then some of hmm. the uh, Nigerian students can come to America. As you know, mm-hmm. all of the colleges have exchange student programs all over the nation, but we've right. overlooked we've overlooked yep. the continent of Africa, Africa. and so, so it's an honor to be able to serve that. But I will be there in D.C. as he rolls out the initiative on Nigeria. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. See, that's the leadership I talk about out of East Texas. Pastor Cooper and you, Doc, 
that's 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 the future. You guys gonna you know, that's the leadership representing East Texas. That's what's gonna grow East Texas. Individuals like you, you just talked about the medical school, that connection here in East Texas and what Pastor Cooper's talking about, that's the that's the leadership we need for the future of East Texas. Very good. And and I want everybody to know we have forty five, that's four thousand five hundred students who have applied uh, for a position in the medical school, and right now we have 125 seats. That's just what we have right now, simply because mm. the new medical school has not been built. So we will start the medical school at the College of, uh, of Public Health, Public Administration here on the mm. campus of Highway uh, 271 out there. We already have that college that's established mm. there, so the medical school will begin there. So we have a limited space. Of, uh, of the medical students beginning uh, their programs until we get the uh, new school built, which is going to be uh, kicking off in the uh, spring of next year. So, uh, so it's growing. We have students everywhere. And the one thing that I want to make sure as, as serving on that board is that some of our students that live here in Tyler, Texas, or in some that look like me, are in that medical yeah. school so that our students don't have to leave and go away. They can remain right here in East Texas and in the state of Texas and work right here in East Texas. Uh, once they get out of medical school, we'll have all the training locations that they need, all the clinicals that they need will be right here in Smith County. Incredible school, your, University of uh, Texas. Uh, when you're on your trip, be sure and let us have your itinerary so we can follow you, those of us that can't yes, go. Sir. Yes, sir. I absolutely would do that. Absolutely do that. Not than ever. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, and brother Arthur, you had a program that you're talking about. It's not like a GOTV, but what do you call that program you're about to start up? Oh, the. Uh, uh, you mean the other one? You mean the uh, the, the uh, 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 black vote party? Yes. The black vote. Yes. You, you work with some yes. folks. Uh, I'm talking to folks now that's interested in doing the. Black, black, you know, they say, you know, I said, well, why don't we start a black party? And I keep telling them we already have a black party. It's called the Black Vote. Yes. together already. All we need to do is organize it. All we need to do is organize it. It's already there. So we don't even have to create a block. We just need to uh, name it, uh, feed it, educate it, right. and then turn it out. Yeah. Yes, well, we, we have the Coalition of Black Democrats, we have the NAACP, and, and, and you're right, need to uh, regroup. And divide that, nine. Get, divide nine. nine. There you go. There you go. All that's in the block. All that's in the block. Top, top ladies of distinction, the, uh, the yes. links incorporated. We have, yep. and, and, and I say this all the time, is that we, when we have events, we need to look at each other's calendars to coordinate so that so that we're exactly. not having things all at the same East, time. East East mm-hmm. and, and and while we, while we're there, let, let me just mention this. Uh, I'll bring us right there. Uh, we will have uh, on on Saturday, excuse me, on Sunday, November the twentieth. Uh, we will have the grandmother of Juneteenth, uh, Miss Opal Lee. Who will be um, our guest? Yes, yeah, she will be speaking uh, here in Tyler, Texas, at the Rose Garden, uh, and that's yeah. at 5 p.m. on Sunday, November the 20th. 
Uh, she'll be our keynote speaker. I will be uh, interviewing her uh, on this Thursday on our Thursday show on our television network. Uh, mm-hmm. I did put a call. The actually the um, the Texas <clears throat> Empowerment Group asked me to to be the one to interview her. I'll interview her that night. Um, that at uh, four o'clock. Uh, five o'clock. Five o'clock is when it starts. Four o'clock is the red carpet. We'll interview her then, as well as interview her on this Thursday show. So if you guys are free, you can tune into it. I can send you that link, and you can listen from your home. Uh, but um, but yes, we will have her as our keynote speaker. We salute her for all the great work, and we're able to celebrate Juneteenth as a federal holiday. Uh, because of Miss Opal Lee out of Fort Worth, Texas. She's an amazing woman. And so we salute, and let me just say this, since we're talking about women, because she's, this is a black woman, but we also want to, we want to salute um, uh, Miss uh, Katie Hobbs, who just won over Carrie Lake. We all know Carrie Lake, and we know that she's a, uh, uh, she's a, a denier of, uh, of the uh, 2020 election, uh, and uh, she is a diehard Trump supporter, and she lost uh, to uh, Katie Hobbs. So congratulations to Katie Hobbs out there in Arizona. She is the new governor. Congratulations. Excellent. That's like the previous president. He lost 14 votes. I'm sorry, say that again. Endorsed the yeah. The previous yeah. president endorsed 14 races and lost them all. <laughs> lost them all. Lost them. What does that tell <laughs> It tells that, that uh, he's losing that, that uh, energy that he thought he had, and he may not even run exactly. for president because of those losses. Exactly. And, exactly. and, and exactly. supposedly he's going to step forth on tomorrow and make some kind of announcement. Uh, who knows what Let that will be? <laughs> Let me just say that. Let me say this, sir. Don't get it twisted, y'all. That man ain't going nowhere. They they mm-hmm. they, they didn't right. do nothing after January sixth. They didn't have after January sixth. You think because they lost an election? No, this fool this foolishness is gonna go on until it, until it ain't going on until it ain't going on. And so basically, so 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 I'm saying so you know don't you know don't fall into this. Oh, let's go back to normal. No, that normal you knew is gone. It's over. That was that ain't coming back. Back but pretty bad anyway. So there ain't no back. They're just right now, and right now, uh, uh, it ain't over. The threat ain't gone. And so folks need to, you know, so if you're trying to relax and have a cup or whatever, uh, don't no finish relax. drinking it. Go back to work. Yeah, well, you can, have a, you can have a cup of coffee or tea, but, but continue working because I agree with uh, Mr. Arthur 100%. Yep. It's not gone. Uh, it, it, oh, yeah. yeah. It's not gone. Uh, he's going to announce. He, he, more likely he's going to announce he's running again. That's what. Yeah, he's supposed to make that announcement on tomorrow. I want him to. I want him to announce. I want him to. That's I want right. him announce to tomorrow. as well. I, I, I want, want that to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then we also want to congratulate uh, uh, it's Catherine uh, Cortez uh, Masto oh, yeah. of uh, Nevada uh, as Nevada. well. And, and, and even though she's under – now, that's the only – 
state I know about that you don't have to get over 50, you don't have to get that 51%, whatever, whomever gets the highest vote uh, is the winner, unless, of course, somebody wants to pay for uh, having the count, a recount. But otherwise, uh, that she has the highest number, so she's probably going to be uh, projected. As, I think she's already been projected as the winner uh, for that. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. okay. So, so there's still, and, and uh, the purpose of my saying this, gentlemen, is that there's still a chance, there's still an opportunity. We, we still got Maine, Colorado, and uh, some more in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think definitely. Oregon, California has a lot that still uh, has not been uh, called. And then there's some of these who have their votes are up to maybe 31, uh, 35 to 39% counted. So that's a, still a large number that's still out there that needs to be counted. Once all this is over, it's going to be all eyes on Georgia and Herschel yes, telling them, Corny Jones. You know, he's going to tell some more Corny Jones like the one about the bulls jumped over the fence, you know, went up the hill. <laughs> Numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he got oh, he got a million of them. <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up, Miss Arthur, because I want us to to talk a little bit about that. Now, it, it, it's pretty amazing to me to hear Republicans speak about um, uh, their their stance on uh, Roe versus Wade and and abortions and so forth, and and we've all learned. Uh, that Herschel Walker has paid for several women to get abortions, but they still came out to vote for him. And so where is that morality if they talk to us about moral authority? So where is it? Uh, I, I don't see it. It's interesting uh, where, uh, where they are with, uh, with Herschel Walker. Go ahead, anybody. Uh, well, you know, Jane going train. Uh, Herschel is that he's that he, he's been bestowed. He's been bestowed bestowed the status of whiteness, and so you know when they bestow it on you, you know, like you know, you know, Kanye had it for a minute. Uh, you know, they will take it back. So you know, he's been he he's been anointed white again. He can have all the abortions he wants because he's black. They don't care about black abortions. So uh, Herschel encompasses all the hypocrisies and. Anything you think about about the Republican Party, he's a symbol of it. He's a symbol. Phil Graham all on TV about to cry. Yeah. If this y'all don't vote for Herschel, uh, the black kids, uh, you know, they're going to want to be uh, Republicans if he wins. Really? Really? Yeah, I mean, Tim Scott won, and then nobody want to be a Republican. So I don't know why he's thinking that if Herschel wins, black kids overnight just going, oh, I want to be like Herschel. Really? So that's how, how disrespectful they are. <clears throat> intellect of our community that they think that we're that simplistic that we're you know I mean really so they just go to understand we know more about them they know about us so here we go again well Mr. Arthur it's interesting that that you focused on uh, uh, the black organizations and the black votes and so the black (laughs) voters just sent out our uh, meeting and I will forward that to anybody that Pastor Cooper, you may have gotten it, and Ms. Arthur, you may have gotten it, but just in case um, uh, Dr. Hagney did not get it, uh, okay. the meeting, uh, the wrap-up will be on Monday, excuse me, strike that, on Thursday night uh, at, and I believe that's 7 o'clock uh, Central uh, Standard Time, 
uh, and it's our statewide call. So, um, so as many of us uh, from Northeast Texas that can be on there uh, to listen in and see uh, how we can move forward. That's that black political power that, that Mr. Arthur is talking about, just mm-hmm. talking about. And so now uh, it came out, and so it came from Ms. Wanda Mosley, our, um, our state representative, and she talked about being unapologetically black and the fact that, that how we – but the one thing that – she's the national field director. But the one thing that we want to make happen is that we want, we want to put people in the races. We, we got viable candidates like uh, Pat yeah. Cooper that should mm-hmm. be running for seats every single time. Uh, that he should run, uh, have his name out there, but but what mm-hmm. people want to see and what they saw in what they said, some said in Beto is that that he jumped from seat to seat, and they wanted to see him focus on the the senatorial seat. I believe is where they would really like to see him. Uh, I don't know if the governorship came later, but but in in the meantime. Uh, I think Mr. Arthur, uh, Pastor Cooper, someone just mentioned that we got another uh, senatorial seat that's coming up uh, pretty quickly, and that's uh, that's uh, a Carnan seat, right? That's that's mm-hmm. coming up next. We already had Ted Cruz, so uh, John Cornyn's seat is coming up uh, uh, pretty soon. But Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, okay, yeah. okay, Ted Cruz. Ran against, remember she ran against Corn and that lady did that lost. She ran against Corn. Oh yes, yes. And Bill yeah. already endorsed her. And Bill already Hager. endorsed her. Yeah, yeah, Hager. Yeah, he's already endorsed her to run against Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. See, mm-hmm. so, okay. Yeah, see, so, so I'm saying, so they're trying to bigfoot us already. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, concerned. I tell people, that, you know, Chuck Schumer's doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we know. Yeah, we, yeah. You know, I. You know, that, that, I that's that's the money. It's all about dollars. You know, but I, you know, I think that that book I was talking about the plantation plantation life in Texas. People need to know. The the uh, people don't understand people in East Texas. And I think if people, if the same people, select the next people, are gonna make the same mistake. I think we need to relook at the whole board and uh, reshuffle. We need a new Texas, and uh, and I I'll be I'll be very concerned about people who are involved with the last be involved with the new. So I you know I have great concerns about that, and I really still don't think people understand East Texas, the people in East Texas, and so I I would and they don't understand healthcare. They don't. They don't. They don't understand the issues. So whoever the whole group need to understand the true issues and be able to speak the true issues before you select someone. If you don't know you don't know the issues. How can you select a person that can solve the issues? So I, I have a. I think the whole. Deal, I think Brother Arthur said that earlier. The whole deal needs to be reorganized. Well, I got another plan, Doctor. Doctor, my like, I'm, I, I think we should bring back the freedom rides throughout the South. That's what I thought you was going to talk about. 
Okay. You bring a okay. Freedom, we need to bring the freedom rides back, and, and and the freedom rides would include all of that right there. Not only just the like right people to vote, and also That's bring them uh, services and so forth and information uh, that they can use going forward. And it need to be, uh, you know, you, you know, not just a one-time thing taking pictures. It need to be from right. now on until until stuff get right. It need to be just exactly. Uh, Exactly. Do. Hey, exactly. You know, it's time to do the freedom rides. You know, let's go. You know, race the voters, da da da, whatever. And then do the follow ups and so forth and so on. So I'm saying mm-hmm. this stuff we can do. This stuff we can do. And so exactly. We we we, 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 we waiting on we waiting on these political parties because you know the Republicans used to be Democrats. Democrats used mm-hmm. to be Republicans. So you mm-hmm. may be switching suits That's all right. the time. Right. All the races right. don't right. need either party. So 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 we gotta get off that train. And let's I go agree. over here and create our own, create our own railroad yep. over here. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, we we trust. Yeah, you're right. We trust other people, other people to take care of us. They did not do that across the whole board. So we have to start over. I agree with what you just said. We got to restructure this. And then, and then, if we do that, Chuck Sumer can do whatever he wants to. But now, Teddy, Mike, the Hispanics, they pretty much voting fifty-fifty. Okay. So That's really, right. there is no coalition within to really be had per se. I mean, I'm talking about a black Hispanic coalition. You know, that's kind of not going to work. But 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 the fact is that we are a block. We vote in a block. We are in a position where we can actually uh, decide who wins because they fifty fifty. So we're in a position where we can actually pick who wins. So mm-hmm. we're actually in a more mm-hmm. powerful position by them. Uh, 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 you know, I mean, you know, they are what they are. But I'm saying the advantage of that for us strategically is that we're we're in a position that we can blow up our block. We can decide mm-hmm. who wins in a lot of places. Exactly. 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 We need to start thinking that we're gonna be the majority of which we are in the future. <laughs> and we need to start that that's all across the board. You know, we need to plan that for we are like you said, we're in charge, we make decisions because we are gonna be enjoyed in the future. That's what's scaring them now. So we need to recognize that, and and like you say, we need we to create our own. I'm just asking them. I'm just asking. All I'm saying to all my white friends is, hey y'all, when we make <clears> the <throat> transition and so forth, don't you know? Don't do the Black Wall Street. Don't come burn it down. Don't come you know. Don't come drop a bomb on it. Well, well speaking, know speaking of that, speaking of the Black Wall Street, let me just throw this in that the. Um, uh, the bond passed uh, to build a new courthouse here in uh, Smith County, and the Black wow. Wall Street that is on the downtown area will be um, will become extinct. There is a barber that's still there on uh, on Irwin Street, the lower path, a part of Irwin Street where mm-hmm. the Black Path businesses. My my. Uh, Adopted mother, some people call them godmothers. Uh, she um, owned a business on that block. My my father's sisters who ran Sweat uh, mm. Beauty College afterwards, and the Bar- Morgan uh, Barber College that was down on that block, and all the different businesses, uh, shoe shine parlors, and whatever mm-hmm. black businesses that were down there will no longer be there because that will be torn down. And parts of, of the um, parts of the new jail, excuse me, new courthouse will be on on that area down there. Uh, oh. I, uh, I I I was I was I, I thought it would be a little closer 
uh, a lot of people voted against that because of the amount of money that uh, is going to be spent. And many are saying um, there's so many other things that the county needs to do as far as cleaning up water out in Chapel Hill area <laughs> and some other things that need to take place. And they not that they didn't want a... Um, a, a jail because we want to make sure that the people who work, I keep saying jail, the courthouse, because uh, part of some of the jail actually used to be in that courthouse. But of course, mm-hmm. you know, we built a jail. And so uh, many of the black people were saying, well, you know, who's going to be going through those courtrooms and uh, locked up and placed in the jail across the street. And that would be people that uh, were of African-American descent. Uh, black mm-hmm. people, the ones mm-hmm. that would be in those courtrooms. But, however, we don't want to have our judges and our staff uh, to to be um, uh, to be in harm's way. And so mm-hmm. it was stated that they all use the same toilets and they all use the same uh, uh, hallways and elevators and all of that. That that, that obviously that that can be changed as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, but at any rate, uh, it did pass, everybody, and there will be mm-hmm. a new courthouse. I asked somebody other question. What percentage, I know you, as far as percentage of contracts and all that, what's the, what's the uh, possibility of any black contractor get any part of that? that, that a contract work, pass, the black contractors. And, and, and that's a great question, uh, Dr. Hagner. Black contractors have to apply for these jobs. When when I when I was able to get the Hidden Palace uh, established and built there, you know, Hidden Palace is right next to mm-hmm. uh, our new uh, fire station there at Gentry Parkway right. and Palace. Right. And so mm-hmm. Hidden Palace is a beautiful subdivision that's built there. And I pulled together thirteen black builders. I had a meeting with them, told them that coming down the pipe, asked them to go and apply uh, so that they can become the builder of that. And mm-hmm. not one, not not even one showed up downtown to apply uh, to become the builder of those homes. And you, you're familiar. The homes are beautiful. Oh, they're beautiful. $68,000. They have top-notch yeah. material on the inside. Mm-hmm. Of them, it just did an absolutely beautiful job. Mm-hmm. The one who got mm-hmm. the contract. Now, were those folks, a, a, were those folks that you that you asked to come in apply? Were they from there, or were they from somewhere else? Born and bred right here in Tyler, Texas. All thirteen okay, of the buildings uh, right uh, here in Tyler. Uh, okay, well that's why they didn't show up. Hmm. Why is that? See, see the new, new structure. Why they didn't show up? Live here? Well, there, there are guys all over the place. Let me tell you why they didn't show up and they live there. Because you know Tyler has a uh, social stride and business structure that has a have to have a permission slip to even show no, up. They are, no, I totally disagree. They are already bu- they're builders that are already building uh, houses and property right here in Tyler. Even even one of them black said. Black builders, building in Tyler. Been building in Tyler. Uh, so uh, so Maybe. one of them said. One of them who actually, one of them said, I'm, "I'll let the little fellows 
take those jobs, take that job. There's plenty. We we have a black builder. First of all, the first black builder to become a the president of the black of, excuse me of the Tyler Builders Association is a chief um, uh, writer, Mr. Ryder, mm-hmm. black man, million dollar builder here in Tyler, was the first and only black that have been the president of the Tyler Builders Association. He was honored. They honored him, as a matter of fact, probably about mm, sometime in the summer, maybe uh, July, August, something like that. Mm-hmm. There's another mm-hmm. building, Chris, Chris um, lost, can't think of Chris's last name, also a million-dollar builder. And then some of the others are, are, are not quite million-dollar builders, but are building nice homes in uh, North Tyler and, uh, and around the city. So that's not the issue at all. They're already building. Let's get one more perspective in. Uh, and, and it may not be right, but I'm just saying. Uh, uh, no, you know, that's it, not okay, it. Okay, if it's like that, if I'm, if I'm in, if, if we end down there, uh, you know, like you're saying, then, you know, that right, you know, there's a structure for that too, right? And so it's like, you know, and so they might, you know, you know, again, you know, if you're in the, if, if you're in the queue where you're getting yours, you know, if okay, well, you know what, well, we're going to let somebody else out of this one. I'm just saying, you know, that's, I miss how I get sometime. I mean, I ain't saying that. That would have been, that that been a whole subdivision that they, that they could have had exclusivity because it would have been only one builder was going to be the builder to build why, all of those. Did you get a reason things. from him why? Did you get a reason from him why? I did not. As a matter of fact, Mr. Arthur, let me just share this with you. When I had the meeting and brought the meeting together and there was so much infighting, I ended the meeting and, uh, and, and because, oh, first of all, I'm not going to sit and listen. My parents didn't curse at me when I was growing up, so I'm not going <laughs> to sit and listen I, to men cursing back and forth to each other. Man, there's something going on. There's something going on. That's all I got. That's all I'm saying. Insecurity, number one, and there's no little I's and big U's. And so one was saying, I let the little guys. There's no such thing as that, in my opinion. We all, First of all, we're all equal. And just because you've been able to build a half million to a million dollar home, don't speak down to the ones that make Build homes a little See, less than that. We talk, he, may been, he, he may have been bestowed the status. I'm just saying. One point I want to make. When we talk about restructuring uh, Texas or East Texas, this is one of the components need to be included in we, when we decide who's going to run, what are we going to do in this restructure we're talking about? Because you right. move through some of these county areas in East Texas. I was just told the other day. Uh, block grants, development grants, and all these little small towns—they're controlled by a lot of people. They may have one black on that. So when we talk about restructuring, what we talk about earlier, this had the economic component must be included with it because you have so many dollars, so many million dollars flowing through these communities that we're not yep. involved. Someone was talking about a while ago. The normal electricians that are going to be needed over the next ten years is mind-boggling. Where are we training any minority? We might be doing it any minority to be electricians and plumbers. So when this new organization of Texas we're talking about, this must be included in the future plan 
of East Texas, not just a vote against someone in office. We need to be able to follow dollars in these in these in these communities where these monies are sitting here and block grants and economic. We have one black on one of these committees in these little small towns. All that need to be part of the the new planning of Texas and how do you when you build these big courthouses and all that kind of stuff. We need to be able to get part of action some kind of way, you know, because the future of Texas, all this. And, and, I'm sorry. And, go ahead. and let me jump in there, uh, Dr. Hadmi. We can if we would now. Since I've been on council for three years, I have opened up the doors and said, please, please, please come and apply for these. And every time every time a, a, a contract is placed, if you listen uh, to my messages on there, mm-hmm. I, the mm-hmm. one question, when they come and present to council, I said, do we have any minorities? We always have uh, people that are repeating over and over using the same one, and they'll say to me, none applies, and I said, or no one in the area applies, I said, but there's a, we don't have to just pull some in the area, we can reach out and go out there in the community, across the state of Texas, anywhere, Mm -hmm. as long Mm -hmm. as, as long as it is a minority have the opportunity, and the contracts are open, they open them, and they put them out there, and but no one ever applies for them, just like they did not come. When I pulled them together and laid it in their hands, and any one of them could have, it was 13 of them, any one of them could have gotten that contract, but they did mm. not they didn't say, to do that. So, so we, can't, we cannot continue, let me finish, we can't, we can't continue to complain if we don't go out there and look for the money. Now, let me just share this quickly with you, and I am very proud of this. And, Dr. Hagney, if you'd like to come and sit in on this meeting on the 20th of this month, I'm bringing in a New York investor, investing group, and I'm going to develop my – finally decided to develop my own land. And plans Excellent. are to build an assisted living facility on Excellent. my land. And so on the, that Sunday, they will be in in uh, the restaurant. We'll have uh, lunch together in the restaurant. They'll arrive here at 2.30, and then, of course, we have to uh, – Miss Opal Lee will be here at 5, so we won't, we'll just have lunch. But on that Monday, I brought in uh, Black Builder, the one, the million-dollar uh, builder that I just mentioned, Mr. Ryder, will be there, bringing in a mm-hmm. container builder, bringing in an engineer, bringing in HUD, uh, the investment group and uh, from, from uh, New York and Kansas, and we're going to sit down and go over all the plans for putting that the architect bring. My sister has already laid out and going to build an event center there because what Excellent. I say is that, that even though we're building new, our new almost $30 million convention center, everybody may mm-hmm. not be able to afford that. And then right. the Rose Garden stays booked up all the time. It'll accommodate right. 300. Right. But we may not be able to get into that one. That's more economical, and we don't have enough event centers here. So I'm looking at a sister living facility in one part, and then an event center that would accommodate 500 people uh, in, in another part of the land. And that's what we're going to be talking about. And then the second part that's on the agenda for that Monday is 308 acres of land that I've been talking about around the around the loop. There's 3,000 acres of land around the north loop in my district, uh, some on 
some on the county side because you know north of uh, of Luke 323 is the county mm-hmm. and south of it is in the city. So right. we build, if we build on that 308 acres, medical school, they need medical, medical students need housing. They shouldn't have to right. travel all the way south. We need them in North Tyler because that's where the school is right. going to be. So, right. so right. therefore... That that's what we're gonna. That's the second thing on the agenda that we're gonna talk that's about. Right. My that's goal right. is to build up North Tyler before I get that's off right. count. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, you know, love. You know, true love is action. Yes, sir. So you, yep. you true love. Well, I have true love for my community. <laughs> That's why I ran for office, because when I returned back home, it looked the same as when I left. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm looking at my city now. That's why I'm down and in is trying to, trying to get this uh, event center sit, uh, thing idea down there Very on, good. On, 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 on our property. Uh, well, Very I mean, good. I mean, on the community's property. So I'm saying for you. Well, it, takes all, yeah, it takes all of us working in all directions of Texas. Exactly. And exactly. that's why we have to, we have to figure out and help uh, help uh, Pastor Cooper decide which direction <laughs> he wants to go in and then get him. Because we need viable you know, candidates. <laughs> right. You sure that said your event center $30 million. Sure, you said your event center $30 million. Look at ours ain't but $5 million now. I feel kind of, I, I need to go back and ask him what is going on. I'm, I'm no, 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 like. that's, that's, well, that's, that's actually, that's actually our convention center. Yes, it's 30 million, almost $30 million that we put in that convention center. But let me just share it oh, with okay. you. Oh, and I'll say event center. Right. The convention center. It's going to be called the Rose Complex. And that whole center is going to be called the Rose Complex. But the name, check this out, the name that's going to be on the inside across the top up there is going to be W.T. Brookshire, which lets you know how oh much money oh, the Brookshire wow. put in there to put his name on the side. Fine. You know, you know, you know his name on the pharmacy school. You know that. You know that. I know you know that. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> is, is, that a, is, is that a grocery store? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. You got money. You put your name on anything. He's spending on there. Nah. Almost. Yeah. There's a discussion. Yeah, I heard that maybe. Those student pharmacists who may attend, well, no, I don't quote me on this. I heard that's been discussed. Have you heard that? The pre of uh, uh, mission for the pharmacy school students. That that would explain why Brooks. Yeah, that Brooks, that? he's all over. That that's excellent. His, he you know he's putting money into the medical complex, and he's actually, he's he's putting it back in the community. Well, well, he's trying to take over where uh, the O'Nellis has left off. <laughs> yeah. O'Nellis is yeah. gone now, but their names are everywhere. everywhere. I mean, from everywhere. Taylor to University of Texas to all over Tyler, Texas, everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can see, you can even see their O'Nellis' names out there in Washington, D.C. Wow. These oh, people yeah. rake with money. Rake with money. Well, so Rick with, with Edgar, Edgar Rick with stolen wealth. 
They retweeted. <laughs> so, Pastor Cooper, we want you to think about what uh, what the future holds for uh, an amazing progressive uh, candidate as yourself, uh, and uh, see how we can uh, begin working on getting more people running for every. We should we should not have a contested race anywhere in this country. Exactly. Would you agree? Yeah, his Would you phone agree? Died. Did he come back on? His phone died. Did he oh, come did back on? Oh, no. did, oh okay. okay. Okay, you there? No, his phone died. That's oh, okay. why. Mm, okay. Okay. But you, you can tell him <laughs> later on what we say. Also, hey, you talk. <laughs> if, if, you may not want to commit on there. <laughs> ask the question. Ask, no, sure to, ask, ask, ask question again. I'll answer for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. I actually, I actually did not have a question. I just made a comment that we want to uh, to work toward a progressive candidate such as Pastor Cooper, so that we can see which direction he wants to go in uh, and his next step, and that there should not be any non-contested races in the country, and especially in Texas. We need exactly. we need somebody running at every seat. Every level. Exactly. Every level. Every level. Every level. And if we do that, it won't make no difference what Chuck Schumer say. Chuck, Chuck Schumer would do, do what we want him to do if, if we do what exactly. we want him to do. Exactly. There you go. There That's you go. Exactly. Well, I tell you what, guys. Uh, Democrats, are, uh, they're making out across. We didn't do so well in East Texas, but they're making out across America. And mm-hmm. uh, it's still, it's still uh well, we're waiting to see what happens in the in the House. We know that the Democrats uh, uh, own the uh, Senate once again for the next six years, and so we want to see what's going to happen in the next two years. Uh, with uh, and, and then, of course, they're looking good. I don't know how many uh, governor's seats have been won, but as once again we mentioned uh, Katie Hobbs, and I don't know what number that makes uh, for the Oh, Westmore, Black Governor of Maryland. Westmore, Black Governor of Maryland. There you go. Come on with with it now. Come on with it now. That's the real history right there. That's the real black man in Maryland won the governorship. Westmore. They flipped three or four uh, state, state houses. I forget how many. But they, mm-hmm. we flipped quite a few governorships and uh, state houses. So mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. the most since the, the most since 1934. So mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so the dynamics is here, y'all. The change this, this would change look like this is what it looks like. Yep. It looks yep. messy, 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 and then boom. And so right yep. now yep. is uh, we're in the middle of the boom. So we have to do our part yep. and, and just understand where we at. You know, don't be getting frustrated to about well, ain't no need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is some need. You know, and uh, and I'm saying that we know, like I say, it's nine million folks that didn't vote. Hey, y'all, it's, it's, all we got to do is organize. It's, it's there. It's there. So that's yeah, just, you know, embracing. Yeah. And we, we, I would be remiss, guys, if we didn't mention this before we end. It's 950, and I know we're getting close to, uh, to the end of our, our show. But what about, what about that Gen Z that one, he's what, 25, the young yeah, I was black? Gonna ask, I, was gonna ask you about, I was gonna ask you about him. Yeah. Florida, yeah. Quick, quick. Where is he? Where was he from? Florida. Where was he? 
He's from Florida. He got Valdemic seat, I believe. Exactly. That's oh. right. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. And so now, so now let's look at what what do you think uh, Val Demon's uh, future is going to be? Because she obviously stepped away from her congr- uh, congressional seat uh, in order to mm-hmm. run for for governor. And I was I was sad that she did not win that seat. That uh, that fella, I guess you same know, is from Texas. Texas. Yeah, same from yeah, Texas. Yeah. They have they, yeah. they have a bunch of a, a, a misaligned or miseducated uh, Hispanic populations there mm-hmm. that, that, mm-hmm. that are totally proud of it, right? And so uh, uh, you know, so that's kind of what that is. And, and again, and then they remember he did this whole thing with the black vote. You know, you know, even though uh, ex felons gained the right to vote, he you know he you know he got them scared to vote. And, you know, he did a lot of stuff. And, but the most interesting thing I want to find out about is when. When Trump, uh, when Trump said, you know, first Trump said, "Hey, I, you know, I might release this information on you if you keep, if you keep talking crazy, uh, the scientist," and then, and then he said, "Hey, you know what? The only reason he won is because I sent the because I sent the DOJ down there to stop that election. So I won't say they do an investigation on that because I remember that oh, yeah. election because because it was going one way, then it did, then it got crazy at the end. And so, mm-hmm. um, are you talking about are you talking about Florida? Uh-huh, yeah, Florida. He, when DeSantis ran, when the when DeSantis ran against that right. brother, uh, yep. uh, 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 Trump say Trump say he sent the DOJ down there and saved his election and stopped the vote, stopped the vote count. So DeSantis mm-hmm. won. He right. said that. So and I believe him. Hmm. And I believe him. Well, let me ask like you. Somebody. What what is the what's the history of the twenty uh, five year old? Uh, the Maxwell Frost. I, I never remember hearing well, what you know, he, he was did. With those, he, he was with those park. Yeah, he, he was with that Parkland crew. He was with the Parkland yeah. crew. Oh, is that uh-huh. right? Yeah, okay, okay. I got you. Okay, okay, I got you. Okay, all right. And again, take that. Take that look at the, the, the climate. Uh, you know, and so forth. The, the healthcare, uh, guns. They got the same issues that. That our community got, and so mm-hmm. and so they gonna be close with us. Yep. You know, yep. Exactly. So the are already exactly. saying. Look at they already saying. You know, we get we we gotta learn how to <laughs> stop that early vote because the Democrats, you know, they come early to vote and they vote day after day after day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we gotta figure out how to stop that early vote. <laughs> No, wow. you yep. expand it and let everybody early vote. You know, then you, then you, then you won't have that problem. <laughs> well, well, you know, if you remember, uh, Trump encouraged uh, the people to go to vote on election day and not early vote. Wow, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, were, yeah, were voting yeah, like crazy. Yeah. Voting. Uh-huh. And so they had to go buy some groceries that day. They had time to go vote. Oh, you hear? Hey, mm-hmm. Doc, I just want to tell you. Now I heard that. That, that that you remember you remember we said we said this on the show about COVID. Say so, hey, like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. They kill their own voters. Remember we were talking about that. Hey, y'all kill yep. y'all own voters. Well, <laughs> well, 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 I saw a report that said I saw a report that said you know and they doing a report. They say that they think that that COVID also uh, you know that whole thing went against the Republican because a lot of these folks died during you know during that time. Oh wow. Well, they didn't they didn't say why they they didn't say why they died did they? Cause they didn't that well, I'm just saying that, just saying that they, well, well, you know, well, I mean, you, you know, they didn't have use that, ex- you, you, as an excuse, yeah. they didn't have the number. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You know, so that's they, interesting. I mean, 
truly cutting your nose off to spite your face. You're in kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kid is on voters. Kid is on voters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they, they, they're desperate. Okay, well, we, we, we've covered amazing uh, information tonight out there. And uh, so, once again, I want to mention that uh, Miss Opal Lee will be here on Sunday, the, November the 20th at 5 p.m. I think the tickets are already sold out. She'll be at the Rose Garden uh, here in Tyler. And so we look forward to that um, uh, 4 o'clock for the red carpet event where people can come and take photographs with her. And so uh, we will have her on our Thursday show. uh, Hopefully her manager will get back with us and uh, solidify that. And and so tonight's show obviously is brought to you by Taste of North Delight Restaurant. Uh, That's at 403 West Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard here in the great city of Tyler, Texas. And on tomorrow, we will have a tasting of of, uh, Nigerian food. Uh, African food um, and so uh, on starting on next Tuesday we will have a, um, a ethnic day and so each week we will have uh, on our buffet we will have Nigerian food um, so that oh, go ahead Dr. Hagney no, no go ahead I'm excited yes yes so, Yes, uh, as you know, we have cafeteria style on Tuesday and Thursday. And so on Tuesday, we will feature um, starting next week. Tomorrow will just be a tasting. And uh, we I think she mentioned that she's going to have jerk chicken and, um, and one other thing, uh, rice, I believe. So uh, after that, we do our tasting on tomorrow. And then starting uh, next week, we will have... Uh, a regular day of it where anybody and everybody can come and that would be 9.99 plus tax which amounts to about $10.81 from 11 o'clock a.m. until 3 p.m. and then of course if you don't want the uh, buffet you can order from the grill so thank you we have a brand spanking new chef I am so excited uh, over the weekend, uh, she made all kinds of desserts. Uh, she can make anything. So for those of you that want to order for Christmas holiday, for Thanksgiving holiday, get your order in for Italian cream cakes, German chocolate cake, uh, every kind of pie that you can think of, uh, cherry cheese and, and strawberry um, uh, cheesecake, I mean, just anything, everything, she knows how to make it. And it's flying off the shelves. The desserts that she was making did not last. When you see them, they're so beautiful uh, that you just look at them and makes you want to uh, order them and eat them, and that's why they're not staying on the shelf. So we're so excited to have her uh, on board. And so if any of you have orders that you need to get in, just let us know. So you're frying in Turkish, you're frying in Turkish. Are you frying in turkeys? Turkey. You want you want fried turkeys? We can do fried turkeys as well. Thank you for that. Uh, bringing that up, uh, Mr. Arthur. Fried turkeys, a whole uh, a Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, if you need that, uh, we we can do all of that. We can cater for whatever you want. And then once again, on the 29th of uh, of this month, we will we'll, hopefully the weather will hold out where we will be honoring 500 nurses on the campus of uh, UT Health on the Beck, uh, Beckham Street campus and to, wow. to uh, salute 
and honor those neonatology uh, physicians and neonatologists. They're going to be out there helping us to flip burgers. So, Dr. Hagney, if you if you yes. are free, Definitely. come and join us and help us flip Definitely. burgers and, and serve uh, those medical people and, and encourage and talk about the things that our task force is doing. Uh, if nothing Excellent. else, okay, if nothing else, Mr. Arthur, you have your final comment? Well, I just want to say that Dallas is still blue. Uh, the commissioners, uh, I heard, uh, I heard some Republicans complaining that, you know, all our commissioners are Republicans, and I just told them, so I was, I remember when all of them was Republicans. You know, they all of them Democrats now. He's complaining about that. So, but I, I remember it was all Republicans. So that's what that is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Very good, Doctor Hackney. Your final comment. Oh, oh of course, mine gonna be the boosters. Get your boosters and safe distance okay. all the guidelines over the holidays. So stay safe and. Follow the guidelines during your your holidays. Okay, thank you so very much. And then once again, we thank you for listening to Marvelous Monday. Join us right back here on next week at 8 p.m. Texas time, that's Central Standard Time, and hear the greatest news uh, producers uh, this side of the blue ether, Mr. Arthur, Ms. Rihanna, Pastor Cooper, and uh, Dr. Richard Hadman. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. And now we'll turn it over to our theme song for the evening as we celebrate all of those who have won those seats and those that will continue to win until that blue wave is all over the place. Thank you so much. Have a good night. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. Good night. Good night. Good night. night. Miss Rihanna. That's my voice off. One day, the morning comes. Arthur, I guess you have to sing tonight, Miss Rihanna. Must be sleeping on us. <laughs> have a good night, guys. We'll see you good next night. week. Bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours. It will be. When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, glory, glory, oh, glory, glory, hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, the spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it go down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be
Every man, woman, and child Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero Facing the league of justice, his power was the people Enemy is lethal, a king became regal Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego The biggest weapon it's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes, it will be Good night. See you next week. Bye for now.